Hello, everyone. I hope you are all safe and sound out there. Uh, today brings another one of our Do Better Better essays from The Vault. Uh, these are crafted to help you think more clearly about the future today. A reminder that these essays complement the audio version of our weekly newsletter, and of course, our groundbreaking conversations with diverse, interdisciplinary humans working on the front lines of the future. Uh, we are so thankful to have you as part of our community, working alongside us on the world's biggest problems and opportunities. Uh, two quick reminders. Uh, number one, you can get these essays and our newsletter and more right in your inbox at importantnotimportant.com. Uh, you can also send us feedback at questions at importantnotimportant.com. Uh, feel free to record a voice memo on your phone and send that in, and uh, we might use it in a future episode. Okay. Uh, here we go. This is Do Better Better number four, How to Pass a Test, originally published August 23rd, 2020. Are you ready to be tested? To put it all on the line? Are you confident in the choices you've made? Since the beginning of time, policy experts the world over and armchair generalists like me have fought back and forth about economical, political, medical, and fiscal policies, often enacting them in one administration, only to see them completely reversed in the next and just a few years later. Politicians, business leaders, and their advisors make decisions and then act on them as we all do for ourselves, our families, and our businesses. We read reviews, we look at charts, go for test drives, make investments, rent instead of buy. The results of some of those policies, sometimes but not always grounded in math, are clear right away. But a lot of times, they aren't. In the past, that's often been because they didn't affect enough people, or they affected some people differently, or we didn't give them enough time, or because the people who enacted them tried to twist the outcome. But this virus, by its sudden onset, its novelty and its universality, has been a litmus test against a single moment in time. It's a measuring stick, a report card for not only our beliefs and values, but most vitally, the macro and micro practical choices we've made and that were current in early 2020. It has been a once-in-a-lifetime chance to ask and find out exactly and immediately the answer to what does X policy do? It was the ultimate collective nose swab. You've undoubtedly experienced similar non-COVID moments, from fender benders that test your insurance to PR fiascos that rewrite entire careers, a child's injury, or a basement flood. These moments often bring an immediate lucidness. They assess our plans and choices in ways nothing else can. I want to be crystal clear because this is something that is somehow still poorly understood. These tests, our global COVID test and the one you got from your doctor or urgent care or at Dodger Stadium, they do not tell you whether you have the virus right now as you're reading this. They are a measure of whether you had the virus at the moment you took the test. They cannot indicate anything further, but are in fact a measure of the past, of the choices you made 
in every moment leading up to the nurse unwrapping the swab or you spitting into a bag. And on a much larger scale, the policies in question and the math behind them when COVID hit varied enormously across 200-ish countries. But eight months in, all considered, many have had the same result. Preventable deaths. Now, this is where I would use a we-didn't-wear-seatbelts analogy. But in fact, the more accurate correlation would probably be we only gave seatbelts to the white people in the car. Now, the policies most obvious to include, but are certainly not limited to, are air pollution that has, by design, disproportionately affected black and brown lives in America and the poor here and everywhere else and resulted in some of those pre-existing conditions above. The widespread disdain for science and experts. Healthcare systems that reward profit and thus emphasize treatment over prevention. In America, health insurance tied to employment. The increasing prevalence of low-wage jobs without insurance benefits. And a health insurance marketplace neutered from the start and sabotaged ever since. And finally, the decades-long simultaneous unaffordability of healthy plant foods and the sweeping abundance of affordable processed food. These are incredibly complicated issues. But if we take a big step back, one thing unites them. The results that came from these decisions were inevitable. Look at it this way. This virus of ours operates on the surface level with some pretty basic math. As far as we can tell, nobody had immunity. Nobody. Now, maybe that changes a little bit as we dig into a trillion gallons of blood work and antibodies from existing coronaviruses. But for now, let's round down and just say it seems like we were all starting from at least zero. Who's susceptible? Everybody. Pretty straightforward. On the flip side, our single weapon to fight the virus was just as simple. Stay home. Stay away from one another. We didn't have a vaccine yet, or a treatment. We had one move, and that move could have been, and proved to be, in the select cases where it was employed, devastatingly effective. Why? Because a virus isn't really a living thing, by most accounts, which means it needs a host to survive. Now, that's you. So, to summarize, again, in the most rudimentary, basic explanation of all time for a pandemic. Humanity faced a brand new virus that everyone on the planet was vulnerable to. But since a virus requires a host, if we all stayed home, it would have nowhere to go. Movie over. Control what you can control. Forget all of our other policies and values. Just stay inside. Got it. Let's move on, because it's time to factor in our first policy, official or otherwise, which is that many people couldn't stay home because of work or other necessary obligations. Of course, they were, and others that simply chose not to stay home, but you can read about them here. So now our virus had its choice of new hosts, and it spread quickly because, one, turns out the virus 
is very much airborne. Two, it loves enclosed spaces. And three, half-ish of those infected with our new virus had no idea they were infected, thus spreading it unknowingly. Now, this was the point where everyone who got to and chose to stay at home started watching YouTube videos about exponential math. But then our societal and economic choices really came into play on test day. Large segments of those new hosts lived in multi-generational enclosed spaces. And not only did they not have immunity like the rest of us, they were in fact in a vastly more precarious position. They had pre-existing health conditions that made the subsequent disease more dangerous and for many, fatal. Those conditions have most often been obesity, cancer, kidney disease, something respiratory or cardiopulmonary, diabetes and asthma, among others. Our policies created these conditions. Because of the diversity and volume of humans with one of those pre-existing conditions, and often a combination of them, our virus, once incubated, has tormented and killed in some truly surprising and expansive ways from head to toes. And again, virtually all of these deaths are the direct result of choices we've made as a society. Even the best prepared countries have suffered. We didn't, don't need to go into comparisons here. We chose to put particular people into office to regulate some industries and not others, to buy certain products and to implement certain policies. And then those choices were tested and we failed. We have been exposed. As Ed Yong so eloquently put it, water running along a pavement will readily seep into every crack. And so too did the unchecked coronavirus seep into every fault line in the modern world. The virus showed up, we didn't stay home, and so all of our other choices were made bare and exploited. X plus Y equals almost a million deaths, equals millions with second and third order new conditions for the rest of their lives. And recall, these were the starting conditions, the choices that increased our vulnerability to the new virus just when it showed up. Almost a year later, things haven't gotten better. All these resulting conditions are very much still here, but large groups of white people won't even wear masks. In a world where half the hosts don't even know they're hosts. This is equivalent to not using a shark cage in cloudy waters when no one's even making you go in the water and even when you can afford a cage. Just because you can't see the shark or don't believe in sharks doesn't mean a shark will not eat you. Now, we're not out of the woods yet, but it's time to move on from what verifiably didn't work to identify what's baked in, what's linked, and how we can plan and execute better. And to be clear, these weren't just failed Trump policies. Humans have been at this game for a very long time. We've made so many strides, use a spear to hunt, and ignored so much else. Too much sugar can kill you. But it's 2020. White guy from San Francisco can sequence his genome for $200. 
but broccoli is prohibitively priced for a black mom everywhere. The climate crisis is here, and we caused it. And it will get considerably worse for every second we don't radically rebuild our world. How will we design our policies going forward to incorporate everything we have learned 200,000 years in? And not just in preparation for our next test, be it the climate crisis or antibiotics, but in facing the current test that we are presently and resoundingly failing. Now, this year has tested you personally and professionally. Your relationships and bottom lines have been tested. Everything was tested. What didn't work? How can you build more robust, more transparent, more transferable and responsive policies and systems starting now? How will you plan for your next basement flood, your child's return to school, your next annual review? You can't prevent every fender bender, but you can research the best insurance and just not text and drive. You have more data than you've ever had before. We are all starting from square one at best. Use math, you understand, but do a full evaluation of what you're exposed to. Don't protect a pawn only to leave your queen vulnerable later. Ask better questions, dig deeper, review your results more often, and don't be surprised the next time life asks, are you ready to be tested? Because ready or not, the tests will keep right on coming. Okay. Last thing before we go, uh, folks, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, a rating and a review would go a long way to supporting our community. Same thing for something like Overcast. Just tap that star button. Uh, it takes just a second and you can do it right on your phone. Um, we would love if you joined our community and subscribed to these episodes today, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, you can find more awesome tools to fight for a better future at our website and in our newsletter at importantnotimportant.com. Thank you.